In this podcast, we want to go over the ideas that were born out of the French Revolution, specifically liberalism, nationalism, and romanticism. And we want to connect each of those ideas to something that happened in the French Revolution so you can see how the French Revolution represented each idea. Now, I'm only going to give you a few examples of each of these ideas in practice in the case of the French Revolution. But this is related to a question on your unit list of discussion assignments. Liberalism was the idea of small government elected by men with property. Now, during the 18th century, believe it or not, that was a far-reaching, radical idea. But we associate this idea with the middle class. And the idea is that the middle class, which uses money to make money, that is, through investments, needs the freedom to move their money around in the ways they seem, see as best to become wealthy. And so the big idea of the middle class, which is also known as the bourgeoisie, is the idea of freedom, and that means small government, but also government that represents the people that lead it, which are the middle class themselves, men with property. They didn't want all people to be allowed to vote because many people do not have money that is threatened by certain government policies. And so the middle class wanted to be in control. Now, of course, under Louis XVI, the French government was ruled by the nobility and, to some extent, by the church. But the French Revolution unseated those two classes and gave political power, at least at first, to the middle class. And you can see this in the Declaration of the Rights of Man and Citizen, which was one of the early products of the French Revolution. The Declaration of the Rights of Man and Citizen embodied these liberal ideas. Small government, freedom, and rule by the middle class. Of course, this was overthrown later in the French Revolution, as it lurched to a radical direction. But it shows that in the beginning, the French were trying to model themselves after the American Revolution. Nationalism is the idea that people who hold the same language and culture represent a nation and should be the only people to control that nation, and that all people who share the same language and culture should be part of that nation. Now, at first, nationalism was a kind of handmaiden to liberalism. In other words, Liberals, or middle-class people, saw a nation as a way to get what they wanted, which was small government ruled by the middle class. Because a nation was an alternative to rule by a nobility and a hereditary monarchy. And the middle class thought that they could control nationalism to their advantage. And many of the revolutions, from the French Revolution of 1789 to the Paris Revolution of 1848 were liberal revolutions to create new nations that would empower the middle class and create a kind of government, a kind of republic like the United States of America. 
But these revolutions increasingly were failures until 1848, when they all failed. And after that, nationalism became something different. It became a way for traditionalists and aristocrats to consolidate their power over the middle class and a way for people with the same language and culture to exercise power and authority over those who are outside the borders of the nation. At that point, nationalism became dangerous and antithetical or different or opposed to liberalism. Now, we already looked at Romanticism and defined that. Again, Romanticism is the idea that the world is a mysterious, wild, disorderly place that cannot be understood with the use of reason, but can only be experienced, not really understood, but experienced or felt with the human heart. And this was a product of the French Revolution as well. Now, we talked about nationalism, and now we're talking about romanticism, but both of these ideas were embodied or reflected by the French Revolution. The wars of the French Revolution involved France invading other countries to spread the ideas of the French Revolution to other countries and to take over those other countries in the name of the French nation. So you see these, these wars of uh, national expansion represent the beginnings of nationalism in France. The violence of the revolution precipitated Romanticism as well. The strange twists and turns of the revolution, the fact that the revolution had very different results than what it was supposed to lead to. It was supposed to lead to liberty, equality, and fraternity, but instead it led to dictatorship, uh, world war, and violence. So at the end of the day, when the revolution had come full circle, the people and the liberals were overthrown by a government that was essentially a dictatorship led by Napoleon. And when people looked at the, the way in which the French Revolution unfolded, they were convinced that the world was not an orderly, reasonable place, but a place of wild disorder. Another thing that comes out of the revolution that embodies Romanticism is the idea of conservatism. Conservatism was a backlash against the violence of the revolution. And we associate conservatism with the ideas of Edmund Burke. Burke invented conservatism in the 1790s as an attack on the French Revolution. And conservatism was the idea that we must preserve the institutions and traditions that have been bequeathed to us by our ancestors and must change as little as possible of the inheritance from the past. Conservatism is the idea that people are not reasonable, and therefore they cannot calculate or create a government that is better than the one that we inherited. The one we inherited was not created by one generation, but by many generations. And so it does not have the imperfections that a government that is newly created by a bunch of crazy people would have. So conservatism wants to keep our traditions, including rule by the monarchy and nobility, and resist 
change in the direction of either liberalism or nationalism. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and it will help you answer a question for this unit. Thank you.